Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, Captain and DJ. Welcome to the program. Today is the fourth installation in our Black History Month music sessions series, The Power of Black Music. And we're going to flip it over to another vein. We're going to go into the literary corner with black music installed in the midst. I'm doing a repeat broadcast of Michelle L. Waters, author, because it's a very pertinent interview and very powerful, and I think it needs to be heard again. So um, some of you may have heard it, and many of you may have not. But anyway, we're all going to take this journey again, because I think it's befitting in celebrating this month of Black history. And she is the author of the book about Rodney King and the beatings. Um, she did the book with her cousin, his cousin, sorry, Antricia. And um, here we go. Get ready for the ride. See you in a bit.
success and diligent, which she has so effortlessly been able to project through her hit novels, through the eyes of my beloved daughter, and can't let go. She's an alumni of Long Beach City College, where she received an AA in radiology, and University of Laverne, where she earned her BA in business administration. Miss Waters has had more than 10 years as an entrepreneur, and more than 20 years in the healthcare industry, working with renowned medical facilities, Cedar Sinai Hospital, and Kaiser Permanente. And I could go on and on about this lovely lady, but I want her to tell you all about it herself. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Miss Michelle L. Watts. How you doing? How are you? I'm good. <laughs> She's just a bundle of joy over in the corner. Very chipper. Yes. <laughs> so you good today? I, I, I really am good. Good. Thank you. I, I thank you for coming in and spending this time with me. Um, I've read, I mean, I've done so much studying up on you. You are a woman of many hats. I know. And when you were reading it, I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you, there's some things you didn't even have on there. I know. Yeah. I know. That's why we're here, so we can talk about it all. Okay. You know, I don't want to give it all away. Oh, Can't yeah. let the cat out of the bag, oh, so yeah, to speak. Okay. So let's let's go back to this. So you grew up in Southern California. Yes, born in Compton. California. Born in Compton. And was raised in Compton and Carson. Compton and Carson. Yes. Nice. And um, how was that back in the day, growing up there? How was it? You know, it you? was really nice. It was. Yeah, it really was. Oh, I remember playing outside so much as a little girl. I mean, you know, everything, well, we didn't have all the technology, all this right. electronic stuff. <laughs> so we were actually playing, and I love playing football. <laughs> oh. Football and, you know, high-go-seek okay. and not high-go-get it. Okay. <laughs> high-go-seek. You didn't play doctor? I didn't play doctor, didn't but play we doctor. had tag. We were always what about outside post office? running. I didn't do post No letter in the box. Huh? <laughs> I didn't do all that now. Okay. All right, and we just play some fun games outside, running up and down the street. Okay. Now, did you have siblings? I have one brother. One brother. Older. Okay, is he in the arts, or what does he do? What does he no, do? he's not in the arts. No? No, he, he's, he's not in the arts. He's not in the arts. Okay. So, um, were your parents involved with the arts at all? How, how no. did you become involved okay, with the arts? Know, I mean... Honestly, it was... It was trial and error well you know trials and tribulations okay there were some other things that went on um my husband and i we invested in real estate mm. well before that yeah let's go i want to go way back okay, you know yeah, let's go back little michelle oh well not way back huh uh-huh well i mean 
I mean, but were you were you artistic back when you were? No, no. That's the thing. Okay. You know, I meet so many people right now that says, "I've always wanted to write. I have so many things under my bed, and I wrote on the paper, and I didn't have any of that. I'm not gonna lie, (laughs) none of that. I did not write on a school paper. Uh I didn't want to write. Um." Only thing I did write was an essay or a book report, whatever I needed to do to get out of the class. I know, that's right. That was I, it. Hate, I didn't like writing either, actually. I love taking care of people. Oh. That was my true okay. passion. And, I, and I, it might be because my mother was sickly. Mm-hmm. She had um, rheumatoid arthritis. Oh. And actually, she's better today than she was wow. 20 years ago. Wow. But um, so I was just used to that. So I knew I was going to be in the medical field somewhere doing something. Now, honestly, my goal was always to be a psychiatrist. But, oh, really? Okay. Things happen. <laughs> I looked at the years and I said, well, let me, you know, adjust. You know, we make our plans, but sometimes we have yes. to adjust. Yes. So anyway, um, but keep in mind, I always liked helping people and I've always wanted to run my own business. So mm-hmm. my first business was really... Um, we had two group homes. We okay. were taking care of developmentally disabled adults. Yeah, I saw that. Nice, yes, nice. and that was my passion. That was my heart because, mm-hmm. you know, we were taking care of these people who were dual diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a mental illness along with a um, physical mental challenge. Oh, mental. Oh, yeah, but all mental? With some physical as well? Uh, we had, yeah, actually, yeah. we had a couple. But so that would make them, you know. <laughs> But but yeah. our license was for dual diagnosis. Okay. And we ran that business for 10 years. And you had two facilities, correct? We did. Where were they? Um, one was in Compton, <laughs> and one was in Carson. We opened our second one nice. up in Carson. Nice, very nice. Yes. Yeah, you know, I like to be thorough around here. Yeah. People get away with murder. Mm. We ain't getting away with nothing. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, so let's, let's move it along a little further. So you went to school. And so radiology was the first form of study? Yes. Okay. Um, and how did that happen? I mean, I know you well, like taking you know care what? of people, but you know that's different. I, I know. <laughs> because I didn't want to be a nurse for some reason. Okay. But anyway, well, actually, my first year in college, I sort of messed up. <laughs> I, I guess my mind wasn't right or something. <laughs> hey, but I, like I, I said, I wanted thing. to be a psychiatrist. But then, mm-hmm. to be honest, I, um, I got pregnant. Oh. And I looked at the years. I, could, I thought... 10 years? No, I need some money a no. little faster, right. and I need some good money to That's take right. care of my child. That's right. Um, and so I, I switched my majors, and I went to radiology. Mm-hmm. Um, because How deep were you into the psychiatry before you switched? Only one year. One year, okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't a good year. <laughs> okay, okay, but... So, but I loved radiology because it, it did allow me to be in the hospital. And, and what people don't understand is um, when you're a radiology technologist, mm-hmm. okay, I have to say technologist for all us rad techs out there okay. because <laughs> we don't like people to call us a technician because that means you don't have a full degree okay. or a full license. You can go into a hospital and you can assist in surgery and mm-hmm. everything. So You went to the finish line. Okay. That's okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, I really, I, well, of course I love it. I'm still in it yeah you know um but i climbed up i went in to radiology then i went to ct because there's so much you can do mm-hmm. in that field nice. so then i went to mammo and then i went to management and now i'm in management at regional level now wow and then we had touched on the um the real estate investment company mm-hmm. now <laughs> how did that come in i mean <laughs> Well, that's, you know that's what? A, that's like left field. No, I like 
I'm a lady. I like buying things. So <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> That's far cry from purses, pumps. I know. And you know I think out the box, baby. I got I, I was looking at malls. I hear you. <laughs> okay, hear you. so anyway, we ran the business of the um the group home. Yes. For 10 years, and it was me and my mother and my husband. Yes. And my mother decided um, she was going to retire from it. Okay. And, you know, it's very hard to find good help that you can really depend on. Mm -hmm. And we were going to just hire an administrator to take over. Mm -hmm. Because my husband and I, we still had our jobs. Because, okay. you know, in that business, it's up and down. And, exactly. You know, we have bills that are always here. Mm -hmm. They're not up A and B. A and B. So right. So you know Z standing by. Yeah. <laughs> so we just decided to go on, you know, and, and let that business go. Mm -hmm. And um the money we had made from it we invested in real estate. Yeah. And it was good. We were happy. We were having our investment company we were, we were getting acquiring all these properties mm -hmm. and we were going we had short term goals, long term goals and we were going to hold on to a few and then mm -hmm. flip a few. Right. And then the market. Then the flip it happened. Just, it flipped yeah, on it you. It flipped all right. <laughs> it flipped on us. And it just, it yeah. was like the rug was just taken right up front. And you know, when it first happened, because other people were so, um, they couldn't get loans. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we couldn't sell. Right. Um, but we thought, okay, people have to live somewhere. Mm -hmm. So we'll just rent longer. Mm-hmm. But then, did you see how many people started losing their jobs? Yeah. It, it affected every industry. Everything. I lost a big job. I was working at NBC at the time. Oh, and my goodness. I lost my really? job. Yeah, I was a casualty. Yeah. There were three people in my department. They kept one. I wasn't one of them. Uh-uh. Yeah. Wow. During that time. So that's when I started this project. I was like, out of yeah. the need and necessity, yeah. you know, to get people's voices out there about what's going on, you know? Right. Oh, that's well, so that's, that's why good. I did this, yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's it's a blessing in disguise, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, when things happen. I mean, lovely people like you. Lovely <laughs> people like you. Thank you. And because, you know, when that happened, we were just like, what is going on? The 500000 lost their mm -hmm. job this month, 600000 So our property managers would go and see, where's your rent? And we would find, they would find letters with the keys. Like... <laughs> Bye. I can't we do lost this. our jobs <laughs> and just gone. I mean, I didn't even, wow. a lot of times, I didn't even have the opportunity to try to work things out with people because that's how we are. Yeah. We're like that anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, and I know some of them just walked away because they didn't want us to come after them. But guess mm -hmm. what? I'm not coming after you if you just lost your job. What am I going to do that but for? But, you know, there's so many people who don't think like you well, do. Well, you know, you know you and lost, it's sad. You know, it's sad. So, now that's how I started writing. All right. You well, want me to wait on, on that? that note, okay. we're going to take a little break, ladies and gentlemen. Let y'all stand up, stretch your legs, and get ready for some more with Miss Michelle L. Waters right after this break. Come on back now. Yeah. And I'll always love you. And nobody can make me do wrong. Strong. 
Before the break, uh, we were getting into the talks about your writing. But um, I'd like to just tap on a few things. First of all, you know, I, I read through your things, and I, I know that you are a very spiritual person. Yeah. And I want you to give me your thoughts on that, because, you know, people don't understand that we are not alone out here, and you need more than your wants, needs, and desires to make it in any business or any walk of life. Has that played a very large part in your life from the very beginning? Well, first, you know, I wouldn't be anything without God to me. And, you know, everybody have their own whatever. I'm mm -hmm. going to say God mm -hmm. because that's where I get my strength from. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really do anything before praying over it and asking for guidance. And if it's his will, mm -hmm. not about my will. Now, see, before... I, you know, it, it. You know what? You have to go through some things. Go through to, and grow through. Yes, and grow through yes. some things. Some things before you really realize that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've always prayed. I've always, you know, depended on God. I always ask for guidance. But I, I think a breakthrough comes when you go through some things and you understand it is not about you. Mm. It's about His will mm -hmm. and to depend and trust that He's going to guide you. Mm -hmm. And if it's not what you want right now, that's okay. That's what I really got because right. 
I want, Michelle want this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. <laughs> but at this point in my life, yes. it's always, if it's your will. Because, see, he already knows everything. Exactly. He knows if I take this route, what's going to happen. Exactly. So I'm dependent on him and only him, regardless of how I want it, mm-hmm. if it's your will. Mm-hmm. you know. He knows him. what we need more than we do. And before we do. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and, and I, that's just where I am. I, I just... I can't even really tell you about me without, without telling you something about God. Because okay. If right. it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be sitting here talking to you right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know. Hello. All right. Now, yeah. we've just set some groundwork. So let, let's get into your writing. Now, how did you begin writing? Was it, you said it was out of an instance that you started It was out of trials and journey. tribulations. Trials and tribulations. <laughs> As, yeah, we already mentioned that, the, the uh, property thing. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm always praying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like if I'm going to pray, don't worry. If you're going to worry, don't pray. Mm-hmm. So, but real, realistically, all of these mortgages are coming in. And okay. I, somebody right. has to pay for them. I know, okay. that's right. So, I'm like, okay, I've, I've been praying about this. And I know it's going to be all right. Regardless of what happens, mm-hmm. it's going to be all right. Because, you know, God's in control. Yes. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But in, in the meantime, these mortgages right. are coming in. And, and we so, got to eat. We got to put food on the table. Oh, okay, we really do. <laughs> and my mind, I realized that I could never turn my mind off. I was constantly thinking about how are we going to fix this? Mm. You know, how can we strategize? How can, what can we do to get more somebody else to come in and rent? You know, how far can we take the rent down so people are uh, can afford to come mm. in and rent this mm-hmm. property? Because we need some help paying these mortgages. Right. And, you know, I just couldn't turn my brain off. I was thinking about mm-hmm. it nonstop. And I'm like, wait a minute now. But I've been praying about this. Mm-hmm. And, of course, let me please say this. A lot of people think, okay, well, I believe in the Lord and I prayed and that's it. You don't do anything. Well, no, you still have to do your due diligence. Must be proactive. Yes, because he could be guiding you and you sitting here waiting for something <laughs> to happen and you sitting down and he's telling you to move. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I had to say that. She had to say it. <laughs> so, you know... To help myself, yes, I started writing this story, and I didn't write it to write a book. Had you ever taken writing courses? No, no. And I don't know if I should even admit that. You know what? I've had a, a lot of uh, let me tell you something. Compliments. If it can, it's a gift from the Lord, so be it. Okay, because I didn't. But let me tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. When I went back to school to get my bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. I had been out of school for so long. They made me take one of those general ed classes or whatever so I picked this class of course that's going to be real easy mm-hmm. right I said I can watch the movies right little thing you know and be done with it yes. so for our final we had to write a screenplay based on an old Shakespeare play and you had to put it in in, in some format or something and I was like really are you serious I don't want to do this right <laughs> because to me I didn't know how to create characters uh-huh. I'm trying to tell you, Uncle Earl, when I started doing that, <laughs> I had to do that assignment. I was writing. I, I could have started right then. I got so into creating these characters. It was passions of fire or desire or something. And I was creating these characters. And I had a certain limit. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to stop. Great. So <laughs> when I'm doing going through these trials and tribulations and trying to get my mind off, mm-hmm. I remember how comforting it was mm-hmm. to write. Mm-hmm. And... 
all this stuff happened, and I was watching CNN nonstop, and it was at a point where I knew I couldn't fix this. I couldn't go and and research a book, go and search something, and and help myself. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had no control over anything, and I think that's what made me write mm-hmm. because when you write, you're the author. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen the way you say it's gonna happen. Right. You have full control over the situation, and I think that's how I started writing. The reason why mm-hmm. because. First of all, it was relaxing for me. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I was in control of something. Well, that's wonderful. It's like a testimonial. I mean, it's, a, it's like taking a leap of faith, going with your gut, and letting God work. And letting him guide you. I asked for guidance. Yes. <laughs> and so he, he got it. He, went, he came to your mind, right. to the hand, to the pen, to the paper. And that's wonderful. And it, it spewed such greats as your first novel, Can't Let Go. And I, like I said, yeah. I, I didn't write it to write a book. Uh-huh. And but after about 200 pages, I looked at this. I said, what? <laughs> For someone who didn't like to, to do book reports in school. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, it, it felt so good to me. And I had this new passion mm-hmm. that I didn't even know was hidden inside of mm-hmm. me. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, up in age, you know, when mm-hmm. I did this. I was up there. Well, we're all up there. Yeah. Even when we arrive, we're up there because we're old souls and spirits. We've been here before. It's just a new suit of clothes. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking We all know each other, too. You know? Because people choose to divide and separate and conquer, but we all been here. It's all family. Yeah. But, um, so, that was a wonderful exper- uh, experience for you. I mean, to excuse so after that, I guess you, you really got the bug. It, oh. Like... Be- right before I finished, when I, well, I was going through the editing because then, mm. because then, that opened opened up a whole new world for me because I didn't know anything about writing a book or publishing a book mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So then, that was something new, and I love learning new things. Mm-hmm. So then I had to go out and find out about publishing and all this stuff, and I looked into traditional publishing, and mm-hmm. people were like, "Well, we, you know, think you're good enough? Maybe six to three months, three to six months, we might, like, we might call you." See, but you know what? The one thing about me is when I'm ready to do something, I'm doing it. I'm not going to depend on somebody else to get me mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. I, that's just who that I am. That hurry up and wait thing yeah. doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and so by the time I finished and we were going through the editing process mm-hmm. and all this stuff, I already had a whole plot for Through the Eyes of My Mulatto Daughter. Wow. It was it was just coming. Wow. And you know that was a whole different thing, right there. If you if you read the two books, they're totally different. Mm. Totally different. Which I haven't, but I will. Yes. I will. I definitely will. (laughs) Totally different. But that story sort of took on a life of its own. Mm. I was writing going this route, and then I just, it just happened. Now, let me ask you this. Between the two books, was it, were they each significant journeys, or were they similar? No, they were not. They were not. For me, my journey? Yes, while writing them. No, they weren't. Because, like I said, for my first Can't Let Go, Mm -hmm. I think that was more... That was like the well releasing. It was more therapy for me. I I could take back some control. Mm -hmm. I I needed to do something and and feel I had some control over what's going on in my life right now. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, what inspired the 
actual story though was things I would, I would see it seemed like I, women were always getting killed and beat by the man who supposedly loved them so much and that's how this story came about it was me taking some control and what was in, on my mind I, I don't know I, I, well I'm a woman so of course I'm being yeah. the women issue so yeah. But then, for through the eyes of my mulatto daughter, it um, it's just mm. it was different. But it was more like, okay, I'm here. This is what I'm doing, and I, and I need to to express myself through this book about what's going on in this world mm-hmm. um, because it didn't start off to be um, an interracial mm-hmm. couple. Ladies and gentlemen. We must take a break for the cause right now, but please do come back for the second half hour with Miss Michelle L. Waters right after this. Hey, what's up? This is Norm Adams, and you're listening to the Ultimate Underground Experience with Uncle Earl on KLED Live. Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half hour of the Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ Uncle Earl on the radio. How you doing? I'm having a great time in studio with my guest, Miss Michelle L. Waters, but I want to give you a little bit of inspiration. Uh, I've been a little lax with that lately, and I got a little nice little day for you. And it goes as such. Sometimes there is no evidence that this is the right time to pursue your dream. But by believing in it and acting on that belief, you make your dream possible. Moving forward on what you believe is paramount and creating a new belief is the first step in changing it. Because we are the music makers. We are the dreamers of dreams. We are the movers and shakers of the world forever, it seems. Those two ditties were by Marcia Weeder and Arthur O'Shaughnessy. Now I'd like to bring you back some music before we get back into the interview with Miss Michelle O'Waters. This is a young lady by the name of Christina Howard. She is a high school student and um, world look out. Get ready for this young lady. This song is called mesmerized. Check it out. Here at the starting line Doubt is running through my mind So I turn around Just can't get off the 
books was it were they each significant journeys or were they similar no they were not they were not for me my no. journey yes while writing them no they weren't because like I said for my first can't let go mm -hmm. I think that was more that was like the well releasing it was more therapy for therapy. me I I, okay. I could take back some control. Mm -hmm. I I needed to do something and, and feel I had some control over what's going on in my life right now. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, what inspired the actual story, though, was things I would, I would see. It seemed like I, women were always getting killed and beat by the man who supposedly loved them so much and that's how this story came about it was me taking some control and what was it on my mind i don't know i, I well i'm a woman so of course i'm being yeah. a women issue so yeah. but then for through the eyes of my mulatto daughter it um it's just it was different but it was more like okay i'm here this is what i'm doing and i, and I need to to express myself through this book about 
what's going on in this world um, because it didn't start off to be an um, interracial mm. couple. Well, that's great because both books speak to the human condition. Oh, yeah. You know, and, it, and it's universal no matter what it is. It can be love relationship. It yeah. can be uh, parent-child. It can be student-teacher. I mean, it relates to so many relationships. It's not just corner right. two. You know, that's a, that's why I think it's really great. And, and you know, through the eyes of my little, my, my little daughter, actually, um, it touches on a lot of social issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, domestic violence and child abuse and mm-hmm. racial issues mm-hmm. and racial discrimination. Yeah, you just a really troublemaker. <laughs> you know what? I really am. You know, I love it. No, sitting back, looking back at it, I am. I don't mean to Good. I Good. just want the people to understand and know Awareness. what's going on. Awareness. Yeah. You know, we've been sleeping a little too long. Hello. We're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people went back to sleep, I think, because mm-hmm. of this supposedly post-racial era. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's mm-hmm. not so much that way. Right. So I just wanted to bring some things to the forefront. Mm-hmm. There are things that are still going on, but, you know, a lot quiet. of things are... are are much better because mm-hmm. you know think about it this way we shall overcome has so many more meanings than what the words are right it speaks of a people mm-hmm. it speaks of an era yes it speaks of a man mm-hmm. and it speaks today it still reigns true today because we have not overcome yet right right we are overcoming. Yes, we are. <laughs> but we have not cummed. You know, <laughs> I should say succumbed. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's a moment. But you know, but seriously, it's because okay, we've gone through the the '60s. You know, that's that's my era. I was born then. So I was born actually the year uh, Kennedy was assassinated. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. And um, you know, and I remember when Martin was assassinated. Even though I was young, I remember. I do have vivid imagination I mean, remembrance of that. And, you know, we've come that far, and now here we are with Obama's president. Yes. But it's only four minutes in time from when we've been chased by dogs yes. and hoses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's very, very close to me mm-hmm. because my parents are from Selma, Alabama. We right now, this is the weekend of the Jubilee, okay? okay? My grandfather, I just have to tell you, because I'm so proud of him. My grandfather is David Hall. David Hall was the first, the first person that stepped forward because people were being threatened. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want the marchers to rest on their land. They knew they had to rest somewhere between Selma and Montgomery. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was the first one to say, I'm not a sharecropper. This is my land, and you can come and rest on my land. Oh, right. So that touched me a little bit. I got some. Okay? I got some. Because that jubilee is going on right now, and I I really wanted to be there because Mm -hmm. right now I am in spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, Al Sharpton was going to my aunt's house because they moved back there on the land, Mm -hmm. and they're they're doing the whole reenactment of mo- wow. uh, marching from Selma to wow. Montgomery. Nice. They do it every five years to do the mm. whole thing, but they do the reenactment of crossing the bridge from mm-hmm. Bloody Sunday. Mm-hmm. They do that every year, but they they march from Selma to Montgomery every five years, but they broke the, the tradition, mm. and they're doing it this year because 
there's some things going on right now because they're trying to mess up the voters and take them through some things because they don't want they want to give them a hard time to vote yeah, you know, people are coming up deceased and not, not and just missing yeah. all of a sudden. But, I, you know, while we're in this, I got to go. Okay. I got to do some more things. Okay. But I recently went to a film um, showing the Daisy Bates story, the first lady of Little Rock. Mm-hmm. She was with the Little Rock Nine. That's where I know that. Yeah, okay. so I, I just went and saw this, and it just speaks, you know, this, I'm so glad that she's an independent filmmaker, Sharon LaCruz. Did this film really yeah and I went to see it at uh, the Museum of Intolerance oh okay I gotta hook up with her but um, okay. I'm just so happy that people like you like Sharon are bringing the voices back getting it out there because we need this now our young people I got chills right now yeah, our young people need to. this and thank you thank you okay we gotta take a break ladies and gentlemen okay. Yeah, because you know, I almost got teary. How you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, captain, and DJ of the Underground Experience, here with some good food news for you. I want you to run on down to Issa Ramen Bar at 740 Southwestern Avenue in Los Angeles. They have special ramen, fresh sushi, delicious and tasty appetizers to soothe any palate. They have lunch specials from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily for only $6.99 and dinner specials from $12.99. Alcohol is 50% off from 3 to 8 p.m. Now, who could ask for anything more? So I want you to get yourself on down to Issa Ramen Bar at 740 Southwestern Avenue. That's 740 Southwestern Avenue. Telephone number 213-382-9020. I want to see you there. Ciao. (laughs) Tell them Uncle Earl sent you.
going around. <laughs> um, I, I just, I went a little deep in it, you know, thinking about my grandfather and his strength, it just reminds me of where I come from and how proud I am of the blood that runs through my veins, really, because we are a people that never give up. We are constantly fighting for right, and um, <sighs> we, 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 got a little deep and emotional in here <laughs> but you know that's important it, it really is because people always live on the surface or they skim and they dip down and come back up the air sometimes we need to really hold that breath and get down in there and dig right. so we can make that foundation stronger it, it, it does and realize that you know it. we're in a cycle mm-hmm. and it will only it begins and ends with us that's right that's right you know, and, and, and no one can do anything to you that you don't let them. Exactly. And you know what else? It, it also reminds me that if you can pull some strength, and, and this comes from the blood in you and also from God, mm-hmm. there's nothing really that you can't do. You, but you just have to be willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to be knocked down and get yes. back up. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It's all good. Yes. It's all good. It's all good. So, like, you know, we tapped on the, you know, the situation of social injustice and race relations. It comes to this this new book. Yes. Exactly. Um, you, how did you meet Onatricia? Onatricia. Onatricia, yeah. She works with me. Really? And I never, you know, that's another thing. You never know who you're working with. <laughs> um, you, don't, you don't know another person's story. You mm-hmm. think you know them because you're high and by and, mm-hmm. and that's it. You're, you're, you, have, you put on your work face at work. And, mm-hmm. and um, she actually has a talk show that she started called The Color of Success. Mm. And I was supposed to be her her interview okay and when we had my launch party for do the eyes of my mulatto daughter some things happened and we didn't get it set up and uh but then she had read the book mm-hmm. and she kept telling me how she really enjoyed the book and mm. she loves the way i transitioned back in time mm-hmm. and just a year and a half or to two years later you know we're one thing i love about her She's always encouraging me, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes everybody's not that happy when you're doing something. Yeah. Okay. Hello. You know, and, and sometimes <laughs> we, we really, I, you know, I really can't stand that. And, you know, it's sometimes our own people. That's what I was about to say. I, I really hate when I don't get it. we don't know how to support each other and encourage each other. Mm-hmm. If there's someone doing something great and they're feeling mm-hmm. good about it, I'm right there saying, mm-hmm. go for it. Yes. You're doing well. Yes. I'm so proud of you. Yes. 
And, you know, and this is who she was for me. Mm-hmm. And so right. I was also encouraging her right. with her talk show. Mm-hmm. So we would always encourage each other. Still, I did not know her story, though. Mm-hmm. So one day she came up to me and she said she had been thinking about me over the weekend. And I said, oh, really? And she, then she started telling me about her cousin was, um, they were asking him to do a VH1 um, interview and all this stuff. And at this point, I don't know who her cousin is, but she's talking to me like I know who her cousin is. Right. <laughs> she thought she had told me because we talk. Yes. And I said, oh, and I'm looking so baffled. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And why, why are you thinking about me, though? Right, cousin Snooky or who? The, you know. Yeah, you know, peanut nail <laughs> or what? And so then, so then she said, you know, he, I wanted him to write his story, and he's mm-hmm. never written his story. And then I thought, you know what, though? This is my story. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of this story. And, and the historical events, I want to put that out there because I want, um, you know, people young people to learn and mm-hmm. and 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 have this story for them mm-hmm. and still i'm huh you know and she said you know who my cousin is and i said no she said i thought i, t- I said no so then she said it's rodney king and i said oh so we're talking about it and i still i'm still thinking she's coming to me because she wants to write her book so of course i'm going to help her yes, yes write her book mm-hmm. And so then she finally said, no, I really want to know if you would write it for me, my story. And I, and I, I was really touched that she would trust and trust the story in me. I'm like, okay, I can do this. So then she started telling me more and more as I'm interviewing her and I'm getting more information. I'm like, well, we're telling your story. We got to tell them your story. And your story involves this discrimination, this sexual discrimination. She's And so we had to, of course, check some legalities and you know make sure what she can say Mm -hmm. and what she can't Mm -hmm. say so we couldn't put everything in there but what we could put in there we put in there Mm -hmm. because i and she kept saying well do you think people you know like this story Uh, do you think it's an interesting story i'm like it's very interesting story Mm -hmm. and everyone can relate to it that's the thing oh yeah you see it's a story about inspiration it's Mm -hmm. a story about courage about Mm -hmm. strength when you get a story like that, you need to put it out there because yes. you're helping someone yes. else. Overcoming There's, odds. And, there you go. Yeah. And I said, you talking about faced with some challenges? Mm-hmm. Adversity? Mm-hmm. Everywhere you... Uh, yeah. Uh, just... And keeping your poker face. Hello. And, and you talking about a poker face when you're dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. the whole, the, a big organization like that. Yes. You got to keep it together. And I'm telling you, when I first started interviewing her going over things there was times when I would say girl I know you didn't th- you know I know you didn't take that and, you know because that's my human nature mm-hmm. in me but she did but she had to do what she had to, had do, to do to survive mm-hmm. and sometimes we might look at someone and think oh, why would they do this or why would they you don't know you don't know what, her story you don't know her story mm-hmm. and you don't know what she had to go through in order to survive mm-hmm. she had to take care of herself she didn't have a real good support system. Mm. So if you don't have that, there's some things you're going to have to deal with. Mm. But it takes courage to sometimes endure. No, it always takes courage mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. endure. It takes mm-hmm. strength. So, you know, I, I think it's a wonderful story, yeah. and I can't wait for people to... Yeah, but I, I'm going to take it one step further. The Lord uses us. That's right. Like diamonds. You must sandblast it to bring out the brilliance. Mm. And that's what he does with people. Yes. So those knocks, those beasts, I mean, and the stones to make those good gems, they have to rub up against that's each other. Right. 
I so, like that. you know, and it, and it brings out your brilliance. It brings out it, and it gives you that staying power. Right. You build up resilience. Yes. You know that that thick skin. You know to make it through. So I appreciate you know you digging deep in these stories like this and bringing it to the people. Um, so what can we see from the future? You know, from Michelle L. Waters. Well, I put some things on hold. Okay. <laughs> when, she, when she brought me, when she brought me this story, uh-huh. um, I'm I'm going to do a sequel on my first and second book, mm-hmm. and I already have a plot for the first one. In some kind of way, mm-hmm. you know, I I just I just want to be as creative as I possibly can, mm-hmm. and just you know just flow with that. But I'm definitely going to do um, a sequel on my first, Can't Let Go. Mm-hmm. And I, it made me, I've been thinking about doing my own book of the things that I've gone through, my spiritual growth. And I, I just, it seems like when I'm writing a fiction, you know, everything just comes and I yeah, can just do it. But when I have in, to right? start... <laughs> You know, digging in yeah. and and revisiting that hurt. It really takes you there. Pain. Mm-hmm. It takes you there. You did. You go, you go in. You're in. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what I didn't mention is the name of that book was Broken Spirits: A Letter to My Cousin Rodney G. King. Yes. Right. Just so that people know, you know, yes. go out and buy that. Please support our artists, our writers, our image imaginarians, people around the world. Um, can you give them your website? Yes. My, the website is michellelwaters.com, and that's Michelle with one L. Okay. <laughs> yes. And um, are either crystalclearpublishing.com, okay. and, and the crystal is with two L's. Ah, okay. I take the L away and put an L over there, you know. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> by any means and it is, a, it is available <laughs> on those websites now. It's mm-hmm. available now on those websites. Okay. Can you find it like Amazon, too? Um, or? You will. You, yes. It's coming? In the future. Okay. Uh, April 27th. It will be available on, it should be available by then on all major um, online stores, bookstores. Great. And, Great. and we're having our launch party. Ah. Um, April 28th from 5 to 7 at the Zen Lounge in Hermosa Beach. Okay. And if you want to register to come, mm-hmm. you could go to brokenspirits.eventbrite.com. I got it right. All right. Broken That's Spirits. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Broken <laughs> I was Spirits. My breath. I know. Broken <laughs> Spirits is one word. Yes. Or either you can re- register at my website. Okay, great. And give them that again one more time. MichelleLWaters.com. Michelle with one L. Okay. And I want to give a nice little shout out to Nikki Richards. Hey, Nikki, how you doing? Uncle, Yeah, personal touch agency. Uncle Earl is happy to be in your presence and in your life. Thank you for being in mine. Um, is there anything um, you'd love to leave our listeners with today? Just reach for the stars, you know. I don't care what your passion is, what your dreams are. Do not let anyone ever steal your dreams away from you. And don't let anyone ever steal your joy either because mm. God gives you the joy. Mm. So you don't let anybody steal your joy. And I would like to thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a very, very good time here. Thank yes, you. I laughed. I cried. <laughs> I did everything. So we've had a lot of fun. Yes, Thank good. you so much. Thank you so much. You know, um, I'm only as good as you are. Oh, and God is. 
<laughs> that's it. So God that's all good. I can say. God is good. And I want to thank you for the soundtrack. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you ever come to, uh, for the audience, if mm-hmm. you, you ever see me at a book festival, usually I give a little music mm-hmm. CD mm-hmm. to go with the book. Um, the first great. two books, Can't Let Go and Do the Eyes of Mama Lado. That's great. That's yeah. wonderful. Nice little personal touch. It is. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen this has been an in-depth spotlight moment with Wonder Woman Michelle L. Waters there'll be more right after this Thank you for taking this journey today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you got a bit of inspiration, some news or word or message that helped your day along. Please reach out and touch. Check out our website. There's lots going on. www.ultimateunderground.com That's www.ultimateunderground.com Follow me on Twitter at The Uncle Earl. Also on Facebook, Lacey Phillips. Or The Underground Experience an Ultimate Underground TV Project radio show page on Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn, Plexo. You can get me. Got it? Good. See ya. Ciao.